Hi, welcome to the session. In this podcast, we will cover routine prenatal care specifics. Early and regular prenatal care is recommended to improve pregnancy outcomes. Recommendations include prenatal visits, nutritional care, education, and other patient-specific issues. Traditional prenatal care includes a series of between 7 and 11 visits. However, the number of visits necessary for adequate care is actually disputed. Though limited data are available regarding the optimal frequency, timing, and content of visits, the number of prenatal care visits should be determined according to the need and risk status of each woman and her fetus. In addition to scheduled routine visits, pregnant women should have access to unscheduled or emergency visits on a 24-hour basis. It is recommended that pregnant women initiate prenatal care early on in the first trimester, hopefully by 10 to 12 weeks. The first prenatal visit should include a comprehensive history, laboratory assessment, and education about pregnancy health. Height and weight should be recorded to calculate BMI, which provides information to determine weight gain guidelines. Structured records assist in ensuring comprehensive, evidence-based care. At the second visit, a review of laboratory results will promote further discussion of a management plan. If the woman has prior cesarean delivery, the risks and benefits of a trial of labor versus repeat cesarean delivery should be reviewed. Prenatal care visits should be scheduled at appropriate intervals to ensure time-sensitive testing and screening, administration of anti-D immune globulin if needed, immunizations, and monitoring for common complications. Typical frequency of visits in an uncomplicated pregnancy are every four weeks for the first 28 weeks, every two weeks between 28 weeks and 36 weeks, and then weekly after 36 weeks. More frequent visits may occur at the provider's discretion or patient request. Typical visits include evaluation of blood pressure, weight, testing urine for protein levels, and checking the fetal heart rate. The American Congress of OBGYN also recommends performing psychosocial screening at least once each trimester to identify issues that may require further evaluation, intervention, or outside referral. ACOG and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommend that all women who will be pregnant through the influenza season that's October through May, undergo inactivated influenza vaccination. ACOG and the CDC additionally recommend tetanus toxoid, reduced diphtheria toxoid, and acellular pertussis, or the Tdap, vaccination for pregnant women, ideally between 27 and 36 weeks of gestation, and this is for each pregnancy. In areas with limited resources, reduced visit programs are associated with an increase in perinatal mortality compared with standard practice, although neonatal intensive care admissions may be reduced. Women also prefer the standard visit schedule. While fewer visits may be associated with lower costs, a standard visit schedule should be recommended to all patients. Screening for depression, which is common during pregnancy and the postpartum period, may be beneficial, particularly in women with a past history of major depression. Fetal growth can be assessed by measuring the fundal height, which is a measurement from the symphysis to the uterine fundus in centimeters. Fundal height in centimeters is approximately equal to the gestational age in weeks. Discrepancies of more than 2 or 3 centimeters should prompt evaluation by ultrasound to check for the amniotic fluid and fetal growth. The prenatal care provider should keep in mind that fundal height measurements can be influenced by numerous factors like maternal body habitus, the bladder fill, uterine fibroids, multiple gestations, and even the fetal presentation.
All right. Well, next, let's talk about nutritional needs and expected weight gain. Allowable weight gain in pregnancy is based on the patient's pre-pregnancy BMI. For patients with a BMI that are underweight, that's less than 18.5, the recommended total weight gain during pregnancy is anywhere from 25 to 40 pounds. For normal weight BMIs, which is 18.5 to 24.9, 25 to 35 pounds throughout pregnancy is recommended. For those who are overweight, defined as a BMI of 25 to 29.9, 15 to 25 pounds throughout pregnancy is recommended. For those who are obese, defined as a BMI greater than 30, 11 to 20 pounds is recommended. Typical recommendations for caloric intake are estimated using 25 to 35 kilocalories per kilo of optimal body weight with an additional 100 to 200 kilocalories per day during pregnancy. Obese women should be counseled on healthy eating and encouraged to participate in physical activity which will support weight management during and after pregnancy. All right, in our next session, which is part two, we will continue on this nutritional assessment as well as get into which vitamins or foods are restricted and get into more specific testing, including prenatal tests. We'll see you at the next session.